Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world, Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. Welcome you back in to hour two of the Rush Hour Morning Show here on this Wednesday morning, AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte, streaming online at WGNCradio.com. It's our privilege to bring on a coach whose team is putting on a solid run here throughout this regular season. Had this guy on in the summertime And we knew that this could very well be what we were going to experience in the latter half of the season. I bring on Daniel Poole, the head coach of the volleyball team at Highland Tech. Coach, good morning. How are you? Welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning, guys. I'm doing great. Um, Really excited to be knee-deep in uh, volleyball season and um, excited to get on here and talk to you guys this morning. Well, I mean, look, when it, when it comes to the volleyball landscape in this area, there are really two teams that stand out. And it's interesting to me to see how dominant these two programs are. Obviously, I'm talking about your program, but I'm also talking about Kings Mountain High School. Now, I'm, I'm not here to talk about Kings Mountain High School. That's, that's another day, another conversation. The thing that interests me the most, though, in comparing these two programs, Kings Mountain, 20-1 and on the season, 7-0 and in conference play, Highland Tech, 17-0 and on the season, 8-0 and in conference play. Coach, when I talk dominance, I mean, 17-0 and and 8-0 and in conference, that really is about all you need to say as far as dominant. But you've won 51 sets and you've surrendered only seven. You've not been taken to a decisive fifth set at all this season. Coach, this team was truly every bit as good as you said they could be when we talked in the summertime. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, it's it's been really exciting. Um, I knew that we had some potential coming into this season. We were returning a lot of players, and then we brought in some additional talent. 
but it, it's been really exciting to watch this group kind of gel and and continue to bond and and learn how to function better as a team. Um, candidly, we've we've had to deal with a couple of injuries over the past few weeks, um, and and our roster of eleven was was suddenly down to nine. Um, so it's just been a lot of learning, growing, um, and you know some bumps in the road, but we just continue to uh, push forward and 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 learn how to. Uh, win volleyball games regardless of circumstances and and it's been really exciting to be a part of as a coach well and and certainly when you, when you look at these records you're playing a lot of the schools that are part of the mix year in and year out when it comes to gaston cleveland lincoln county anyway so it's very clear that you guys are a dominant program and you're not behind hiding behind a soft schedule or anything of this nature. Here's one of the reasons that I know that's the case, all right? Coach, a lot of the times, teams will get into conference schedule, and they lock solely into the conference schedule, and they wouldn't dare venture out of conference play at this time of the year. But, of course, you guys are playing Shelby today, from what I was able to see on the schedule, and then you guys are going to a tournament this weekend to where you're going to play Mount Airy and Noose Charter. Coach, those games don't necessarily in, uh, influence your conference record, but you've got an undefeated season going. This could be a little tenuous. I'd love to get your thoughts on the point of scheduling this at this time. Yeah, um, so th the opportunity for us to go compete in um, Bishop McGinnis' volleyball tournament that they've, they've hosted, this is now the third year they've hosted it, um, was a really cool one for us uh, because it's it's an invite only thing and their option this time was to go they wanted to invite 1a powerhouses so for for our program it was an honor to be invited um, and, and it gave us an opportunity we know that we could front load some of our non-conference games get some competitive games in at the beginning of the season but the chance to get this in a little bit closer to state playoff time um, go get some really good competition in. Um, and we have those two games that you referenced, Mount Airy and News Charter. Um, and then we actually have a couple of follow-up games based on how those first two. Um, so just a chance to go do something different out of, outside the Monday to Friday framework that, that school ball typically operates in and, um, and go compete at a high level. Um, was a really awesome opportunity. Well, I, I, and I think one of the things that, is is so intriguing about all of this especially in light of what you've just shared as it relates to some of the injuries coach I mean the reality is as a lot of coaches a lot of teams would have been inclined to just go try to hide and heal and get through their conference schedule you guys are doing the exact opposite you guys are really playing sort of a travel volleyball schedule at the high school level against other high school teams, of course. But when you're playing multiple games in the course of the day, it really can serve as a primer for what the playoffs could look like when you're going to play elite-level clubs closely competing against each other multiple times during the course of a week. Yeah, and, and you know, I think we talked about this a little bit last time when we got together earlier in the summer. Um, but it was really big emphasis. You know, we had had some productive seasons over the past couple of years. I think we're somewhere in the ballpark of 40 and, and 10 or somewhere around there over the past couple of years. Um, but we kept hitting a, a, a breaking point in the state playoffs where we'd run into somebody and we're like, ah, we just 
hadn't hadn't played a ton of high level volleyball up until that point. Um, so it was, it was really big emphasis for me as a coach and to help our athletes um, within the program just to feel more prepared. So the, you mentioned the the early season on conference games and then this tournament were just like a huge emphasis for me um, to help us feel more prepared for those scenarios that we're inevitably going to run into in the state playoffs. Coach, let me ask you this, because, I mean, injuries are a concern. They're a concern at any sport in any level. The reality is, though, you're going to play multiple matches this weekend after you get through the match against Shelby this evening. How do you how do you navigate through the desire to win the games, the girls' desire to win the games, while at the same time keeping in mind that you are nursing some injuries along the way? How do you sort of weave through that to try to give everybody the optimal opportunity to win while not jeopardizing your playoff opportunity down the line with a expanded injury or a worse injury, if you will? Um, you know, I'll be honest in, in saying that we, we really tried to address that on the front end. Um, like we spent a lot of time this summer. Um, we, we were in the, the gym or the weight room four days a week this summer. So we really tried to make sure that we we're strong and, and confident in the things that were the movements that we're supposed to be making. So even when on days when we're out of the weight room, we were very intentional about uh, jump training and and focusing on the the specific like technical stuff um, that kind of helps minimize certainly can't eliminate or completely get rid of any injury risk, but we try and minimize those. So we try to do a lot of that on the front end um, so that we can go into these games and just say, let's go compete. Let's go win. Daniel Poole here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Now, Coach, one of the things that you guys do really, really well also is is through social media. I mean, the reality is, is that social media is now a great information gathering site. Um, it's an opportunity to get information that you might not ordinarily get. One of the things that I saw recently was Izzy Simmons eclipsing the 1,000 assist mark. Now, in college, it seems like that, you know, setters can get 1,000 assists over the course of a season. It's not really a big deal. But in high school, with fewer games, fewer real opportunities of significant attacking chances, Izzy Simmons has really made a milestone here. Kind of talk about Izzy's impact on the program and what this milestone means for her. Yeah, that was actually a really exciting opportunity that we had arise um, just last night. So I'm impressed you're on top of it, Brian. But um, yeah, it's 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 really been a testament. Izzy was a player, um, you know, at the 1A level, it's very typical for me to have girls that are coming in and competing at a high level and they're they're prepared for the varsity level um and Izzy Izzy came in at a really high level but it happened when she was a freshman that we were pretty chock full of uh upperclassmen at the time so she put in her time as a JV player her freshman year um and over the past three years has really really just continued to develop and grow um so it's, it was really exciting to see the, the fruits of her labor, labor um, kind of come to fruition uh, with the 1,000 assists. Um, so, and, and you know, I, I think she would tell you the same thing. She, that That is a result of her hard work, but, of course, also her teammates' um, ability to, to pass the ball to her well and then for her 
for her hitters, obviously, to put the ball away. Um, so, yeah, really, really cool and exciting um, achievement for her. Um, that's certainly an indication of the things that our program has done in the past three years that she's been a, a solely varsity player. Well, Coach, I mean, having an opportunity to watch college volleyball quite regularly, believe me, it's difficult enough at the college level to be able to work in system to where you can find a pocket to deliver balls to the outside. So for what Izzy has been able to do at the high school level, believe me, this is an incredible accomplishment. So kudos to her. Coach, one of the things that I also wanted to double down on is it related to social media. This is one of the things I think is really neat. And I don't know who's responsible for this, but I think it's incredibly witty and it's a really good job of marketing. The rambling wreck of Highland Tech. Now, that's got something to do with the atmosphere inside the gym. You know, the reality is, is that you're carrying a bit of the mantle, if you will, of the program, at least in the fall, because you guys are pretty much, at least by record, the premium program going on right now in the fall. That's got to capture the attention of a lot of folks on campus and beyond. What have home games been like for you inside your own gym? Man, it's it's really a unique experience um, at Highland Tech because the much to the effect of what you're saying, there's a lot of excitement around our program. So it's, it's really cool for our girls to walk into the gym um, at a 500 student uh, school and and have the gym packed with a student section. So it's, it's been really awesome to see our students continue to buy into this program um, and, and just continue to show up and cheer us on. Um, and, and they always have the big games circled. I'll have students come up to me and they're like, oh, Coach Fool, ready for the game. And it's 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 been exciting. Um, it's it's really awesome the way they embrace volleyball because it's 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 very typical for schools to, you know, buy in on their football program or their basketball programs. But but to to see the way that our school is embracing the volleyball program certainly exciting. Um, quick quick shout out to a couple of our other programs that are currently playing right now. Our our girls tennis team uh, currently undefeated, I believe. Um, and our boys' soccer team's competing at a pretty high level. So exciting things happening at uh, Highland Tech. Well, and, that, and that's certainly part of covering this as best we can because we, we do. We cover a lot of high school football. Obviously, that's where a lot of the attention is. But anytime a story like Highland Tech volleyball rolls around, a team that is 17-0, 8-0 in conference play, and just playing at such a high level right now, it definitely deserves some time and attention, and so we're really grateful to be able to get it to you. Coach, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with me this morning, and uh, in a few weeks, we want to get together. We want to make sure that we're tracking this thing as it relates to playoffs and what that might look like, and at some point, I haven't been there in quite some time. I've got to make my way over to the Highland Tech Gymnasium and see what it's like to experience the rambling wreck of Highland Tech at a volleyball game as we get into playoff time. So, Coach, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll definitely be in touch here with you in a few weeks. Yeah, thanks again, Brian. I, I love coming on here and talking with you. And uh, I, we'd definitely love to have you out at, at the rec center um, to experience a rambling rack of Highland Tech. So, thanks again, and I uh, look forward to talking to you uh, coming, coming up soon. All right. Well, Coach, we'll do it. Thank you for your time this morning. We'll catch you real soon. Thanks. 
All right, folks, that was Daniel Poole, the head volleyball coach at Highland Tech. They are doing some phenomenal work running away with their conference. And this is a club that, again, as he talked about, had been getting to a certain place in the playoffs. Well, they're trying to crash through that part of the playoffs. They want to go deep into the state tournament this year, and we'll be able to keep an eye on them throughout the remainder of this volleyball season. Folks, now in Gastonia, Home Outlet is your secret to winning the home improvement game. With new quality kitchens, baths, floors, and more, your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet has everything you need to take your project from plan to reality, including the largest selection of in-stock products. You don't have to imagine the feeling of walking into your newly remodeled kitchen because Home Outlet is now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. That's the feeling of winning the home improvement game. Follow us on social media and visit us at homeoutlet.com. When we come back on the other side of the break, Jim Sosby, the head football coach at Crest High School, will join us here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. 
Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Hour morning show. Hey, let's get after it. Let's bring on the head football coach of Crest High School, Jim Sosby. Coach, welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. I do appreciate you guys having me. Coach, how's your baby doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> the 80 pounder or the 60 pounder? <laughs> that, that 100 yard uh, long pounder at football field. <laughs> That's what you said. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I got, a, I got, a, I got a. Uh, well, let's see. We got Dover one, Dover two, and then the field. That's all happening this morning. So okay. <laughs> well, coach, time, the lawnmower's waiting. Got it. We got my name waiting on it right now. Well, coach, it's great having you back on the show. Look, things, things continue to go incredibly well for this Crest program, coach. I've, I've been so enamored with this program's ability to score the ball. You know, you, you've got the weapons. There's no question about it. You've got the pieces. But to be able to put together a scheme, to be able to go out and execute the scheme and be able to put together, I think I did the numbers. Is it 62 points a game over the last two games? Is that right in conference play? That's an incredible number. Yeah. Coach, kind yeah, of tell man. us how the guys, well you guys, the guys, been, the guys The guys have been playing well, man. Our guys up front, uh, sometimes people play, pick, try to blitz, so they've been picking up the blitz, and then sometimes they try to back up and play pass, and they've been run blocking well. So it really starts up front, those guys doing a good job just helping the quarterback have time to throw and then open up some lanes for our guys to run. Well, Coach, I mean, the ability to make the in-game adjustments. I mean, look, give your coaches credit. They're very good at making in-game adjustments, I'm sure. But being able to get 15, 16, 17, and 18-year-old kids the ability to see this as it's happening in real time really does talk about the coaching staff's ability to get them coached up in early August and even during the workout sessions more so than it does the Monday through Thursday stuff. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, they definitely put in the work. I mean, we were everywhere this summer, so that, that... – uh, and I like a lot of times they come off the field and say, Coach, did you see that safety do that? And I say, yes, we'll get them next <laughs> series. And then it works. That, and that makes them want to study more when that happens. So it's uh, it's feeding off each other right now, which is fun. Well, I mean, certainly the uh, that's got to be one of the, the best things about being a coach is having those aha moments for the players when they're running off the field and they're saying, hey, Coach, what you told me was going to happen, I saw it and I picked it up. And it stopped the whole play for them, and we were able to succeed. Oh, that's definitely one of the things that, make, that makes you have have, a, have those it's worth it moments right there. Uh, AJ called a play the other day, like the second drive. He said, Coach, you saw the safety. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, it's going to be a touchdown. It was a touchdown. He came back and said, told you, Coach. I said, yes, sir, you sure did. You should call the plays. So that's fun. it's definitely fun when that happens. Coach, let me, let me shift gears here and ask you a question. You know, you guys came into the season highly touted. You know, a lot of people saying they have a chance to win a state championship. And I know we're looking way ahead. A million things could happen. 
But along with that, you know, you have so much talent on your football team. I think you told us a couple weeks ago you had 20 out of 21 uh, returners coming back. You've got the Husky kid. He's throwing for 300 yards a game. You got three dudes. Uh, you know, you got three wideouts who are averaging almost 100 yards receiving the game. So you have a lot of superstars. We had Coach Lubowitz on from East Lincoln uh, a couple segments ago, and he was talking about issues with, uh, you know, dealing with issues from kids where they have videographers and all this new, you know, me, me, me mentality. We had Coach Herod on last week, and he was talking about having some of the same issues with his program, and, and both coaches are stepping in trying to get that under control. With all these superstars that you have, are these kids still staying focused? Or are you having any of that leak into your program? Well, I, th- I think especially our group of guys right now that are catching all the balls and throwing it, they've been buddies since the eighth grade, so they pull for each other. When when they, when they the other person gets it, they're the first one over there congratulating them. So we don't have that as much. Of course, you know, the videographers come. They still come. But I, I, I squash that early. It's it's a, it's a It doesn't matter who scores as long as we score. So I try to stay on top of that before it gets started just because just the way our offense goes, like sometimes they might put, four in the box and we run it every single play you got to be okay with that but sometimes like the last couple of weeks they've had six in the box a good portion we might throw it every single play you got to be okay with that so we we try to sell that into our into our culture that we're going to take what the defense gives us and you can't be selfish so I, I hopefully that's helped a little bit with that you know but any you know you never know it's a it's a gratification driven society it can happen Absolutely. anytime but we try to we try to fight it early let, let me follow up on what you just said you said sometimes teams put four in the box you're going to run it. Sometimes you put six, you, you know, you spread it out and throw it. Is that something that you give a Husky an opportunity to do is change plays at the line of scrimmage, or you just call a play and you go with it and that's it? Well, that's why we go no huddle so I can see what happens now. Now, sometimes this, this happens a lot that we have a play that's this or this, and I'll tell him you choose that this or this. So that's good because he's been there two years, and we we can do that. You can't always do that, but we he and I have a good relationship. We we do video together, just he and I and the quarterbacks. So he knows when I say it's this or this, he gets, he's got one or two choices, and he, he nine out of ten times he makes the right choice. Well, coach, I'm 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 so glad that you're bringing all of this up. Jim Sosby, the head coach of the Crest High School Chargers, coach, for all of this to go well. There has to be a high level of trust at all places, from position coaches to coordinators, coordinators to head coach, from the second stringers, the starters, all the way. There has to be a tremendous amount of buy-in for all of this to go well. Speak to that as it relates to your program. Well, I'll tell you the three things we talked about this week that's that we've been talking about huge. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in the plan. Have faith in your teammates. That's that's what we preach since Monday this week. So we have a little little thing that we go by every week. So that's what we've been preaching this week. But we do something like that every week. So, but it does go to a, the offensive line guy's been with me for ten years, so he knows exactly what I want. You know, uh, got two of the other guys that have been with me for for a guy for a long time that's been there. So that that's that trust factor is there. And then the other guys, man, they see it's working, they buy in, they want to be part of that too. So it's it, and that's, you say all that, it's all good when you're winning. If we were losing, we were 0-5 right now. It might not be such a happy place, but we've been successful in there, and people buy in when you're successful. Well, and I'm, I'm glad you said all of that because the reality is you're going to be facing off against a South Point team. And this is, this is the thing, and, and maybe you can help me with this in the end, but you're dealing with a South Point team that lost in overtime at Huss on Friday night. I would imagine that's yeah. left a very sour taste in their mouth, and they're probably circling the wagons over here at South Point High School. 
you guys are probably going to get their best punch on Friday. What are you guys going to be setting yourself up for to try to get the optimal result for all the good people in Boiling Springs, North Carolina? Yeah, I wish they'd have won Friday. I, I wish I could have taken that off. I wish I wish they'd have pulled it out. I wish they'd have pulled. I, I'm glad it was a close game, but I wish, I wish they'd have pulled it out in the end. Out there just, uh, I was red. I was South Point fan. Uh, but we, I, said, I think we get everybody's best game every week. I think I think we're, Chris is kind of a school that everybody circles already. Uh, South Point's. You know, so we got we got South Point in a little circle too. You know, they knocked us out of the playoffs last year. They knocked them out the year before I got here. Uh, so you know, I think I think it's a good rivalry, man. I think that it's contrasting styles. They want to run and pound it on us, keep the keep the ball from us. We want to score fast and they try to make them keep up. I think it's one of those classic games. It's us run against pass. They got a good defense. Our defense only gave up twelve yards last week. I think our defense is getting better. I think it's gonna be a fun night. Well, hold on a minute now, Coach. You said you guys gave up 12 yards last week. I mean, no no slide against Stuart Kramer. They're not South Point in that red bone offense. You're surely going to give up more than 12, 12 uh, yards this week, right? We probably might give up 12 on the first play. We, but we're not, we, we know we're not going to shut them out. That's not – I mean, that would be awesome if that was. But they were good on offense. Quarterback's good. 33 is really good. They got some little fast guys that run the, run the – get the pitch and get the uh, sweep going. I, we're not we're, – that's not, that's not on our – that's on our wish list. That's not on we think we're gonna do list because we know they're gonna move the ball. We just try to try to score and try to make them keep up with us. So, coach, this so this is one of the things that always intrigues me about games of this nature. You've got a South Point team that goes in, loses a game on the road at Huss. Okay, the first question I would have to ask you is is what are we missing from the media side as it relates to a team like Hunter Huss? And then the second question that I would ask you is what's one of the, what's the one thing that you guys are going to be the most focused on as it relates to the South Point team coming to your field on Friday night? Well, I, I think Huss's quarterback's really good. I, they're they're big up front, uh, and they hung around a little bit, man. Those one, if South Point scores one more time right there, it's probably over. But Huss hung around and, and made a couple plays right at the end. Some some were, so they might have fumbled there. I don't know. You have to, you have to get a close on the video, but. Uh, you can't, you can't, the officials make those calls, man. It sucks when it happens to you. If you're on the other side, they're saying, ah, no, it's not close. But when it's on your side, you're like, ah, I don't know. But then we, we, we got to focus on what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to ground and pound. They're going to try to run the clock. They're going to try to limit our possessions. So we got to, you know, we got to try to take advantage of our possessions. We can't, we, we can't have three and outs. We, when we get the ball, we can't waste our possessions because they're going to be limited. So we got to, we got to make sure we focus and do our job and try to move the ball when we got it. Well, and I would imagine then that it probably makes a fast start for the Chargers offense a prerequisite to any sort of success on Friday night because the reality is the triple option offense by its very nature is not a very good offense to run when you're two touchdowns behind early. So South right. Point really needs to jump out in front in this contest. From your perspective, what are some of the things that you guys are going to key on offensively knowing that this that you're a club that can't afford to fall behind midway through the ball game, you're going to be able to put your best foot forward if you jump out early on the offensive side and take a lead in that first quarter. 
Yeah, but it goes to the quarterback, man. He's good. You know, the 33 is good. Ford kid, he's really good, man. So they're going to pound it right there at him and try to get us all sucked in. And then the quarterback's going to pull it. Of course, then you get all worried about the run. They pop that play action. It's an easy touchdown. It, it's it's a nightmare, I'm telling you. We, we haven't stopped it very well in practice the first few days. Hopefully, we do better today. Well, I tell you what else is going to be a nightmare. Could possibly be a nightmare, Coach. You, you talk about those wideouts. You have a senior quarterback. You have three senior wideouts. You know, those guys are just wearing it out. And one of the one of the glaring points for South Point coming into the season was losing their entire secondary. So your guys, you, I mean, you may be a nightmare for their defense as well. I hope we're a nightmare for a lot of defenses. But they, I did I did just look at their tip sheet. My tip sheet, I'll do a tip sheet. And uh, they had eight seniors that started against us in the playoffs that they, they aren't there now. They were pretty daggone good. So hopefully that helps us a little bit. Those guys haven't got the experience going against our guys. It's hard, it's hard to emulate what they do in, in practice. Hopefully it's hard to emulate what we do and when they're practiced too. So hopefully that evens out a little bit. Well, Coach, let's be honest. I saw the Carolina Panthers game against Seattle on Sunday. Believe me, you guys would be a matchup problem for the Carolina Panthers. So, I mean, look, they're, <laughs> they're banged up right now. You guys are rolling. So you guys are going to be a horror for a lot of uh, defensive coordinators out there in the landscape. Coach, I think that's the one thing that is the most intriguing about all of this. Everybody knew that this Crest Ball team was going to be incredibly good this season, and certainly from every metric, you guys look to be as scary as advertised. What are some of the things that you and the coaching staff are the most focused on in trying to make sure that this train doesn't get derailed on the way to the state championship? Well, we, we I say it every single week. It doesn't matter if we're playing the Bowling Spring Elementary or the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're trying to get us better. So there's something that you didn't do as well as you could do in the game before, technique-wise, hustle-wise. We give them a grade on every single play. If you don't make 100%, there's something you could work on. So th that's our goal. We don't. I mean, South Point's huge. But we're playing us first, and then we got to, you know, of course, we got to focus on what they do. But we could try to improve ourselves first. Then it's going to help every single week we do that. Well, Coach, I, I, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Of course, we're going to be reaching back out to you soon because playoff time is just around the corner. We know you guys are going to be vying for a very high seed, and we want to follow that and chronicle that as we go through the rest of this regular year. Yeah, no problem. It's fun talking to you guys. Hey, Coach, two things before we go. We're going to put that fishing trip okay. off that you want to go with Hodge. We're going to wait till the spring <laughs> let this football – Cause I mean, you guys might not want to be talking for the next six weeks. So we're going to wait till spring. I, 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 I like talking to him, though. It's fun. <laughs> uh, he, he kicked my butt. I still want to talk to him. That's he, good. We're he's good. hilarious, and he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. It, it, that's why they beat the crap out of us last year, that first game, and we, I still like talked to him. We got to the playoffs, man. I searched him out for yeah, and, and listen, last thing is, if the if the offer still stands, uh, you tell me what time. I'll come up there and work out with you guys any minute. Just like I told Man, you, you, can, they, you, they can't hang with me. I can tell you that now. Ain't happening. <laughs> this first group, they don't want to hang with you, man. <laughs> they just look up. they like, please, let that weight clanging and get us out of here. T tell me when that quarterback and then wideouts are going to be in the weight room. That's who I want to come work they, out they, with. They, 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 they come after lunch, so you come on. I'll be up there after lunch then. Send me what time. Okay, come on. <laughs> they start at 1145. Well, Coach, we thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll definitely be in touch with you here real soon. Take care now. Good deal, man. I appreciate it, guys. You got it. Solid conversation right there. Solid conversation all, all morning long. We had three solid conversations, haven't we? We, we have indeed.
So yeah. Coach accidentally texted me before he came on, and he he was watching some other coach's uh, weight room class, <laughs> and he said he asked he said uh, come on up here and work out with us. Should I go, Brian? Yes, you should go. You think them guys can hang with me? Seriously. Look, I'll be 52 years old tomorrow. You think them guys can't hang with me? And that might be what they want to say is when I'm 52 years old, I want to be like that guy. I think I'll do it. I think I'll do it. There you go. 11.45. There you go. I mean, you were probably going to go around lunchtime anyway. Yeah. There you go. Huh. Something to think about. Let me tell you about somebody else that's doing some really good work. Okay? That'd be Revels Contracting Services. They have specialized in the healthcare imaging industry, and you don't specialize in anything until you've done it over and over and over again and at the highest level. Well, that's exactly what they do. They specialize in the healthcare imaging industry, have done so since 1986, located right here in Gastonia. Revels Contracting is hiring. They're looking for site superintendents, electricians, drywall and ceiling installers, and medical imaging install technicians. They offer competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k, and insurance. Look, folks, if you're in the market for a new opportunity, a new challenge in life, why are you not calling these people? Check them out online, rebelscontracting.com, www.rebelscontracting.com, and then give Jason Crisp a call, 704-864-2000. The number again, 704-864-2000. If you don't get him in person, just leave a voicemail. He'll get back to you. Again, that's Rebels Contracting Services here in Gastonia. Special thanks to Jason Crisp and all the good people at Rebels for their support of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Again, call that number 704-864-2000. We come back on the other side of the break. We do the pick six, and we break down the rest of the day. Right before Glenn Beck comes on at 9 a.m., here on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. We'll be back in just a bit. Attention Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more. All at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online, WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com 
or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. All right, folks, back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Wednesday morning. Brian Rush and Corky Frank, so glad that you could join us. That, that hour went fast. The last hour and a half went fast. Right. But like the conversations themselves, there was a lot that was covered there in those three conversations. What about what Coach Poole's doing over there with volleyball? I mean, that just goes to show, Brian. It don't matter. It don't matter what school you're at, um, what you have to draw from. If you go put the effort in it and get people to believe, they will want to show up and play for you and put the effort in. But you got to have a program too. You know, you, you got to start these kids off young. You know, those kids are. Uh, playing in those Charlotte leagues. And just like we talk about all the little kids in Belmont, start with the Optimus Club. You have to have a feeder uh, system to be successful or get lucky and just so happens you get a good group of kids that come through your school. If you're not getting lucky and the kids show up, you're just going to be you know, up and down or 500 or, or, or getting blown out. But when you dedicate yourself to it and to your program and to these kids, like what Coach Poole's doing over there, that's big things, you know. Well, and, and not only that, I mean, you you look at Highland Tech, and I mean, you, you just, you have to feel for that, for that football program because you know that they do the lottery. Yeah. And, and because it's a technical school, it's a technology school. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how to say this any other way than just the unvarnished truth. You're not going to have a 100-guy roster 
at Not Highland happening. Tech. And if you do, you're great. That's going to make you better. The bodies will make you better. But the reality is, is the specialized talent on the field just probably isn't going to be there. And it's unfortunate, and it's why we don't spend a lot of time talking about Highland Tech football. But you look at a program like volleyball to where, let's be honest, there's not a ton of volleyball going on in this area, okay, when you compare it to football, basketball, baseball. I would even argue soccer in a lot of ways. Volleyball takes a backseat to a lot of that but not at a place like Highland Tech to where the reality is, is you get some kids that have academics in mind. Volleyball is a sport that really lends itself well to that because you look at a lot of these college volleyball programs, those college volleyball programs, they do very well in the classroom. Academically, they really carry their weight. You, you know this firsthand. The reality is Highland Tech if there's anybody that's going to have an opportunity to be very, very good, it's going to be a place like Highland Tech and volleyball, and that's why they are. You talk about you talk about volleyball. I, I can tell you this from firsthand experience with Brittany being an assistant volleyball coach uh, at Brevard College. You know, she told me a couple weeks ago that um, her and the head coach got some great support and feedback from the administration. Sure, because the girls that it's 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 just these volleyball families are different, you know. She said the girls that they're bringing in, all of them's already paid their bills. <laughs> their school gets paid for. They're no trouble. They're all on the honor roll. I mean, they're just – it seems like those volleyball girls are always hardworking, good kids that come from a good, hardworking families. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, makes there's, a, difference, there's a certain level of affluence that yeah. comes with being a, a volleyball kid and, and being volleyball parents and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's very much – I would say it's probably even more – specialized than, say, for instance, the travel baseball and the travel softball stuff. It costs a lot of money to go and participate in travel baseball and softball. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. But it's even tougher to do it at volleyball because this is not a volleyball hotbed, per se. People are coming here from other volleyball hotbeds for an opportunity to play. But the reality is when there are fewer venues – when there are fewer chances to actually get out and play, it's going to be a little more of a premium cost to make this happen. I know down at the Rock Hill uh, Sports and Entertainment Center, they're doing volleyball tournaments quite frequently. That's becoming one of the hotbeds for this area. You've got Carolina Courts over in Charlotte, uh, East Charlotte. You know, there are places that are growing, but they're still behind the times volleyball versus, say, soccer or basketball or baseball. <clears throat> It's not quite the same thing. What do you think about Coach Lubowitz? He said if he don't win this week, don't have him back on the show. They're, they're playing a 5-0 and West Iredale team. I mean, that's, I mean, that's putting pressure on yourself, isn't it? Well, it's, 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 it's really interesting what I heard from Coach Lubowitz because the reality is, is it doesn't take a lot to derail a program. Yeah. A little bit of injury, a little bit of not – a little bit of missing the plot, mm -hmm. not quite <clears throat> understanding that the we is greater than the me. And I know that's cliche. Yeah. I know that's cliche, but it's cliche because it's incredibly true. The reality is, is you've got, for his 90 kids, 
you got to have 90 kids pulling in the same direction. And if you're not, you're not going to be efficient. And if you're not efficient and you run into teams that are, that are efficient, that are disciplined, as he talked about, it can make for some long nights. Brian, Gaston County, Cleveland County, Lincoln County is full, full of people who scored a touchdown on Friday night. Full of them. Two touchdowns on the Friday night. Had their name in the paper. Where are they now? You're, just because you're a superstar on a team that's no good, I mean, it, you nev- I'm, just, I'm sorry, Brian. I, I'm not some kind of philosopher or psychologist. I'm just a redneck from Belmont with a donkey <laughs> who just observes things. I don't make the rules. There's nothing new under the sun. If you try to be a superstar and make it all about you, bad news, Brian, it's going to be all about you, but not in a good way. It never works out that way. But if you're a team player and you understand what it takes to, to have success, every one of the there are way more team players that become successful. Art Shoemaker said the world is ran by B minus ball players. Ran by B minus ball players. Isn't that something? It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's those guys who maybe didn't get a shot, maybe didn't get the opportunities that they thought they should have. Somebody else was made the where's the superstar at? He's the superstar rarely ends up being a superstar in life. Rarely. It just don't happen. Well, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, you hear you hear Dave Lubowitz, and, I mean, the reality is he understands that this program has some challenges to contend with. Now, these challenges probably weren't suddenly appearing to him. To us on the outside, it looks like it suddenly appeared. Then you look on the other side and you see Jim Sosby. seems like everything is going right for Crest right now. But here's the one thing that could really throw it into a funk, and it ain't injuries. The reality is Crest has more than enough talent. If one of their guys were to go down, they'd be able to make it work. Yeah. The one thing that they can ill afford is dissension in the locker room. Yeah. Guys thinking, hey, where's mine? That's why I asked him the question I did. Sure. Because, Brian, when you're winning like that, a lot of times you overlook the little things. And that's when something sneaks in the back door. That's that's when the funk sneaks in the locker room. The funk sneaks in the coaching staff. And the coach says, I want to call that play. And then some says, when that coach call that play. And next thing you know, you have dissension, and you're knocked off the rails in no time. And that's why when you're winning like that, Brian, that, a lot of times winning and success is the worst place you can be because you become complacent. We've seen it happen a million times. That's why – if those guys stay focused, they're going to be fine and, and should be able to make a deep run into the playoffs. I just don't know how South Point's defense – not just South Point, just, but let's talk about South Point because that's who they're playing this that's Friday. That's the next opponent. That's the next opponent. We can't talk about next week or the next week. Right now, South Point's going on the road. They'll make as much money on – they'll make enough money off that gate Friday night to fund the entire athletic program for the rest of the year. Very possible. Oh, it'll be a windfall. There's no oh, question. yeah. And that place is going to be packed. But – Listen, man, South Point's got all those young guys. Like Coach said, they lost eight guys on defense. Eight guys, eight seniors. I mean, you know, he's done his research. He's not, he's not. Well, and I'll tell you what else has happened. Not only has he done the research, but he's been watching the film. Yeah, yeah. Don't think for a second that those guys haven't been talking about, okay, how are we going to do this? This is how. Okay, Brian, so, we watch our film as well, right? It's just a different film. Different film, yeah. Guess what? I'm going to use I'm going to use stats. I'm going to, I'm sorry. I'm going to use stats. I want to use our conversations that we have off the air with the coaches. I'm going to use the connections that we have. Yeah, I'll use them silly rankings. I'll use all that stuff. And we'll create a story, will we not? 
and help these guys sell some tickets, help put some eyeballs on the program, help these kids out, help these coaches, give them a platform to come talk about their program. Now, listen, we have a job to do, and the coaches have a job to do, and when we all, when we all work in unison, isn't it a beautiful thing? It's good it, for, it's it good for everybody. Be. Well, we're about the numbers, yeah. and the number that we're getting ready to drive right now is the number six because it's time for the pick six. I so, forgot about that. Corky Franks, we're going to run through these. I'm going to need your help on the high school side. Okay. So let's go ahead and cover. Of course, the Panthers-Vikings is going to be one of the six. Okay. Okay. Andy Dalton, a chance to beat Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. Here are the two college games. South Carolina at Tennessee. Okay. The other game, Notre Dame at Duke. Okay. So those are the college games. We've got the program. Yep. There are five options. We've got to pick three for the high school games. All right. Now, one I think absolutely is a lock is South Point at Crest. Yep. That's absolutely a lock. Yep. Another one that I think needs to be a lock. North Gaston Ashbrook. It's going to be North Gaston Ashbrook just because of the potential playoff implications that are in play here. The winner may not make the playoffs. The loser is out. Yeah. That's just all there is to it. Okay? That's just the way of looking at this. What's the other options? Huss Kramer, Burns at Bessemer City, Forest View at Kings Mountain. Now, I'm not real high on the Forest View Kings Mountain game. I think we should probably push that one away. Yep. I do have a certain level of intrigue with Burns going to Bessemer City. What's that game look like? Does Bessemer City have anything <laughs> in the tank to really give it to Burns? We had David Devine on last week. That podcast is going to come on. Shane Short's going to be on tomorrow. That podcast is out now. I just put it up this morning during the show. There you go. Well, let's just do that game then. Okay. Yeah. So Coach we're going to choose that one over Huss versus Kramer. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So Burns at Bessemer City will be the third high school game. So here it is. South Point at Crest, North Gaston at Ashbrook, Burns at Bessemer City. That's the three high school games. The two college games, Notre Dame at Duke, South Carolina at Tennessee, and then the Panthers at home to the Vikings. That's the pick six. What if Big Moose is going to be over there back, backstage Sunday? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's boys on the team. Big Moose. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm following you. Yeah. Maybe he's going to be over there. See, I don't know all the Belmont nicknames. I, I wanna, everybody over here, no, I, don't, I don't know anybody's names. I don't even know my kids' names, Brian. That's why you give them nicknames. Yeah. I don't want to know their name. I want to know them as a their personality, the Sheik. I wonder if the Sheik's listening. She hates when I call her that. <laughs> hey, it beats me. It, it, you know what I could call her? It beats me. Call <laughs> it beats that, don't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a fun show today. It was. There was a lot to it. We thank you so much for tuning in. Tomorrow, tomorrow, more fun coming. We'll dive into a little bit about the pick six and cover so many other things. All my friends say, started shooting doubles when you walked in. Sorry, I hadn't done a corky oaky in a while. Just was feeling it. So are we preface, are we giving maybe, a little bit of primer may, for tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow we'd bring back corky oaky. What about that? Uh, could it be party time on the way to Savannah? No, that's going to be Saturday. But I'm talking about a little primer, a little, a little nah, preview. Nah, nah, then we might do something else tomorrow. Okay, well then we'll do something else tomorrow. God bless everybody. Glenn Beck comes on at 9 a.m. on AM 14501.1 FM WGNC. We'll see you tomorrow.
And we thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.